0: Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing the trenches, the offensive line, something we love to do here, Sam, which is rank offensive lines, because we already grade every single player on every play, so we put it all together, and that's what you did this week over at pff.com. So let's check it out. We ranked all of the offensive lines, 1 to 32. Uh, Let's go through the criteria first, because we had preseason rankings, it's now week five. How much is just, this is what's happened this season, and how much of this is what we expected coming into the year?
1: Yeah, it isn't just a ranking of the offensive lines through the first five weeks of the season. Those first five weeks are going to inform the rankings, but they're going to be used to kind of modify what we already knew about each one of these teams, about each one of these offensive lines, about players that we know are coming back, all those kinds of things. So the offensive line rankings... This season, they're going to be kind of like an iteration on the previous version. So, you know, week one, I think, was our last offensive line rankings. Now we're going to move guys up. We're going to move guys down based off the five weeks of evidence we have and everything we now know about each one of these offensive
0: lines. All right. Well, let's go through some of the movers and shakers here five weeks into the season, starting with uh, a new number one, a new number one offensive line. Uh, The Cleveland Browns came into the season as our number one. They now drop to number two in part because right guard Wyatt Teller not really replicating an awesome season that he had last year. Jedrick Wills at left tackle struggling a little bit with some injuries and on-field performance, but the new number one is the Dallas Cowboys just like it's five years ago, like it's 2016, Sam, the Cowboys back atop the PFF offensive line rankings.
1: Yeah, and built off the backs of the same guys, really. Zach Martin obviously comes back. He's playing like he never left, 92.3 overall grade for him. But the big move is getting Tyron Smith back to being the player that he was at his very peak. Um, and, you know, that was a pretty unlikely thing, I think, to happen this season. Like, we knew that theoretically, in abstract terms, if you get 100% healthy Tyron Smith, he's one of the best one, two, three left tackles in the NFL. But when was the last time we saw that guy? Like, he's been banged up and injured and playing hurt and just a shell of his former self for a number of years. Like, the last time he graded above 90 is all the way back in 2015. Like, it's 2021 now. That was a long time ago. Um, And, you know, people are going to point out that, hey, the reports were all through the offseason. He had surgeries, healthy for the first time in years. Yes, you could see that coming if you base your opinion solely on those reports, but then you would also be of the opinion that like 150 players in the NFL are about to have career years because they're Especially finally their healthy. Life, baby. Yeah, look, that's, that's the story that gets written about like every player that has surgery in the offseason. So I still don't think it was particularly reasonable to expect this kind of performance out of Tyron Smith, but because it's here now... Like, it's completely transformative for that offensive line like he is going one-on-one against top tier pass rushers and just eliminating them and that is a huge thing for this offensive line
0: yeah so the two elite players you mentioned Tyron Smith and Zach Martin you see you see Connor McGovern grading really well with a little bit of right guard a little bit of tight end play in there for him Connor Got Williams continues back. his progress yeah fullback sorry uh Connor Williams playing uh, you know continuing his progression at guard their real their only real weakness has been Tyler Biotish at center, who's been pretty good in the run game, but bullied a little bit in pass protection, struggles with power players. But uh, that's the nature of offensive line right now. You're talking about one, you know, half weakness, really, for Dallas. That's why they're number one here. Uh, What about the Browns? You know, Again, dropped to number two, but again, you know, two's pretty good. Uh, They're one of the best offensive lines in the league still.
1: They are, yeah. And look, Wyatt Teller might not be grading at a ninety level this season. he was the the best graded run blocker, I think, in the NFL last season was just incredible a year out of the blue. But he hasn't like gone all the way back to the player that just showed no sign of that before that season. He's grading at like a seventy-five level this season. He's beside Jack Conklin, who's grading as the best right tackle in the NFL right now. The Browns offensive line is you know, really four-fifths of that group are playing really well, and then the, the fifth member, left tackle Jedrick Wills, or um, you know, trying uh, the replacement at left tackle, they've been patching that up, and it's been it's been reasonable, right? It's been okay. So they've another team that's got four-fifths, I think, of a really strong offensive line, and then the fifth spot, it's not a disaster. It, it's it's a weak link relative to the other five, but it isn't such a weak link that the chain is collapsing.
0: The other top offensive lines, we have the Bucks at three, the Rams at four, the 49ers at five. So, just really good, solid play up front from all those teams. It, and health has been a big part of it, too. You know, the Bucs continue to trot out their starters up front. The Rams, similar. They were solid, good, solid offensive lines last year. They're doing a lot of the same this year. It's always, it's not fun to talk about the bad offensive lines, but we have to. So, we'll talk about the bottom end of this list kind of and fun. the biggest dropper. Uh, On the offensive line rankings, but don't forget another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook An official sports betting partner of the NFL and new customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets If either team scores a point, the last 0-0 tie in the NFL was back in 1943 So uh, just do this, sign up, it's a no-brainer If Sportsbook's not yet available in your state, DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed because everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So DraftKings, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. It's promo code PFF. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One for customer restrictions. Fly, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, it's still 1-800-GAMBLER. gambler yeah. But you can think about the Colts offensive line because uh, would we have them second in the, in the NFL coming into the season? They're the biggest movers, the biggest droppers in our offensive line rankings. It's been a rough start for the Colts up front.
1: Yeah, down 21 spots. And honestly, if you were just using the performance from this season so far down 21 might be generous like you might actually drop them significantly further but i keep coming back to this idea of they have yet to put out their starting five offensive line like all five of those guys they've been missing time through various weeks of the season we just haven't seen their starting five now evidently when they can't start their their intended five starters it's bad when they have to go into the bench the whole thing falls to pieces and You know, Carson Wentz is not a quarterback that will make life easier for his offensive line, I think it's fair to say. So when they have a struggling part of that group, it gets made look even worse because Carson Wentz is that kind of quarterback stylistically. But I think, look, they've gone down 20-plus spots. I think they, they will jump back up the second they get to play their five starters when they're all healthy, if those guys can last for any extended period of time. But like at this point
0: this is about as high as you can possibly keep them. Yeah, it's also, even when they're out there, though, Braden Smith has disappointed at right tackle. Only 76 snaps, but he was a little bit of a disappointment. Quentin Nelson, the best guard in the NFL, right up there with Zach Martin, disappointed before he got hurt. So uh, a rough start to the season for the Colts. Um, As you said, makeshift offensive line, but also just underwhelming with some of the guys that we expected to be played better there. Um, Also rounding out the bottom of the list, the Carolina Panthers, That was more on the, yeah, we expected that, you know, list there. John Miller struggled, uh, struggles at tackle. They've also had some injury issues. Falcons are at 30. The Bears are at 31. That's a huge story because we've talked so much about Justin Fields and his supporting cast and what he's dealing with. And then the Miami Dolphins, you know, this, it's not, they're they're not protecting Tua this year, but they're ranked 32nd. And that was supposed to be one of the big stories too. How's Tua going to perform behind this offensive line? It's Ben Jacoby Brissett, but, Uh, It's been rough because pass protection has been a big issue in Miami so far this year. Yeah, the bottom few teams, there's a lot of kind of your
1: your decisions are coming home to roost. You know, Miami spent the entire offseason essentially saying, no, we trust our young guys. We think they're going to get better this year and therefore our offensive line will dramatically improve. Nope, you screwed it up. They didn't get better. In fact, if anything, they're getting worse. And now you're like reshuffling the five guys you have just hoping that you're going to hit on like a combination that somehow makes it better than the group you had already. Like... I know these guys are five not particularly good offensive linemen, but maybe if we put them in a different order, they become a slightly better not good group of offensive linemen. It
0: it may have worked a little bit. Uh, Liam Eikenberg gets the start at left tackle last week over Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson kicks into guard. Jackson has really struggled. Um, It's not what you want to do with last year's first-round pick, but that could at least Move Miami in the right direction. Got to creep back toward average, Sam, as we always say. I'm just saying, when your strategy for fixing one of the worst offensive lines in
1: the NFL or the worst offensive line in the NFL is to just shift around the pieces and hope the order makes them better somehow, I I think you're fighting an uphill battle at that point. Um, Chicago, a similar kind of thing, right? They made cap moves. They cut Charles Leno, who hasn't graded well as a run blocker with Washington, but has been fine as a pass protector. Um, and now, you know, then you have to bring Jason Peters in off the couch to try and shore up the, the situation because you got injuries and just, again, a bunch of decisions you made are kind of coming back to, to haunt you. Um, Carolina, similar thing. Like you went and prioritized two bad players on the left side of your offensive line. They've been a problem and you go and make things worse by taking your one good offensive lineman, Taylor Moton on the right side and flip him over to the left side where he was okay, but he's a one of the best right tackles in the NFL. You're making things worse by doing that. In fact, you're making two spots worse, um, which again just it puts you down the bottom. Pittsburgh is another similar thing. Like the Steelers, just gave themselves too much work to do on the offensive line, and they haven't. They didn't get it done, so their offensive line's bad.
0: And the Steelers are even protected by the the quickest release in the NFL and Big Ben Roethlisberger. So. Uh, they still haven't graded well, but they're they're being protected. The pressure rate's not egregious in Pittsburgh just because of the quick passing game. So anyway, get to PFF.com. Check out the entire offensive line rankings. It's the Dallas Cowboys at number one, the Miami Dolphins at number 32, your team somewhere in the middle. It's the PFF NFL Daily.